Hey everybody, welcome back to Stack. This is episode 126. Wow, that's a big number. These numbers are getting real big. Bigger every week. Doesn't well, it feel like that? Doesn't it feel like it's a bigger number every single is week? Is it 126 or 136? It is. Yeah, it's almost like that's how numbers work. That is. Yeah. They get incrementally bigger until you die. Isn't that? Isn't it funny how that works? No. No? <laughs> it's not funny at all. Okay, sorry, I'm sorry for, no, for it's okay. humoring the idea. Uh, but yeah, but this will be a fun episode. Today, we're going to be discussing musical biopics, hence the latest release of Bob Marley. Oh, uh, yeah. What's, this, what's the subtitle for it again? Bob One Marley. Love. Is One it love. One Love? One I love? mean, that's technically its, t- its entire title. That yeah, Bob Marley, one love, or is yeah. it no one love Bob? Marley? No, it's Bob Marley. Bob one Marley, one colon love. one love. Uh, so we're gonna be talking the best and worst of musical biopics. Along with that, we all saw the latest uh, Sony Marvel collaboration, which is Madam Web, uh, and that's been a hot button movie lately. And not only that, we're gonna get into some uh, movie theater promotional items and also AI. We have kind of a full discussion today, guys. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's dive right into it. I did not see Bob Marley. I you did. guys did. You did. Um, yeah. So, so just <laughs> I had fun. I enjoyed myself enough. Enough. You know, it was a movie. I didn't I, hate myself watching it. I didn't. You <laughs> did. You hated it. What'd you give it? Two. Okay. I gave it a three just because I like the music a lot. Two Blu-rays, three Blu-rays. Two and three Blu-rays. Okay. Yeah. But I think the reason I skipped out on it is just because I have this feeling that once you've seen like one musical biopic, you've kind of seen them all at this point. Especially yeah. one that's made like Bob Marley One Love. Because is, is it pretty much? It doesn't do anything subversive. Yeah. Well, and, I disagree. With I, well, that. did you think the visions of his past thing was well, interesting? Well, it's you know every musical biopic seems really satisfied with the concept of okay we're gonna just show you their life from when they got invested in music to when they got famous to a certain point if they die or whatever if they've like hit their peak and bob marley doesn't start with that it shows like a brief scene of his childhood and then it cuts to like him being famous already oh gotcha yeah we don't really see his like we see we see him, we don't see his rise to stardom, but we do see his, like, him creating Exodus, which is his, like, high, his best album. Yeah. Gotcha. So the movie kind of hops in when he's already... He's already famous. known around... Because that's usually a common yeah. trope amongst these musical biopics is always the rise to fame, the discovery scene, where it's like, oh my well, God, they, this is the next big thing. See, but they do... Okay, but it, it it's not subversive in that there are sequences where it flashes back... And oh, I, I know we talk a lot on the show about Walk Hard, Dewey Cox story. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's literally a scene where he's in the recording studio with his, like, band, the Wailings. And, uh, or the, yeah, the Wailers. 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 Yeah. Wailers, yeah. And uh, he is recording a song, and it's like a, a Motown song, essentially. And the, the guy's like, I don't need any of this knockoff stuff. I'm going to walk out of here. And he starts walking out. He walks out the door and then they're like, wait, 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 we'll sing one of our own songs. And then it's like more like a reggae like type beat, but pop. So very traditional. like. And then he walks in very slowly and he's like, I got it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We've definitely, we've definitely seen that. And and like, it's funny you bring up walk hard. Cause I think we're all fans of that movie. Love it. And oh, it's, big time. it's kind of incredible that that movie was made, what, 2007. Yeah. And like, it like nailed the formula on the head 
yet we still see like three of these a year maybe yeah. more, this maybe day. more we still have that amy winehouse yeah, the one amy coming. winehouse one coming out we had a whitney houston one whitney houston year? one yeah i think that was about a year ago i just think and most Elvis. biopics are like so stale they you are especially unless it's like like the there are music biopics or biopics like we talked about Origin a few weeks ago. That's kind of a biopic. Is know, it actually? Yeah, because the it's about a real it's about a real author, a real oh, author. And then same with um, Priscilla that came out. Yeah, yeah. Which are like they're about characters or people in real life that you wouldn't normally think a biopic would be about. Yeah. But then when you have something like Elvis or something where it's like a well-known artist or a well-known person celebrity. Yeah not it that's when it becomes (laughs) it just really falls into the formula because i think when you're dealing with a brand because let's face it when these artists get that big they become a brand it's more than just them as a person there's like they really have to make sure that image is protected and there's also like because of just like the structure of people's rise to stardoms in that kind of industry there are like just general beats that get that people go through and as like a filmmaker, if you're trying to tell a story of an artist, it's and it's like you're trying to keep it close to what really happened, or and not deviate in or like be subversive. Then yeah, there are like just things are just gonna happen in a certain way that like, you know, it's just gonna be the same thing over and over again. Well, how many music montages can you take in a movie? Like Boom. where it's like, <laughs> wait, insert play one of their again. most po- yeah, play <laughs> that again, play that again, and then insert. <laughs> one of their biggest hits or it's like oh wow this is like it it negates any of the actual like process of making a song yeah Yeah. or like showing a rock montage that plays like a music video like a famous music video of theirs like i think in bohemian rhapsody which is i think one of the most iconic examples and i actually enjoy that movie but mostly because i like queen you know yeah it's just like they like do the bohemian rhapsody musical number in that basically and it's Mm. like okay yeah. How much of this can I take? And they do that in Bob Marley. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is there a lot of montages in this movie? Not like an abhorrent amount, but like, there is, like it's, it's, they have their fun with it. Uh, yeah, I remember like when I, when I walked out of that movie, like my general feeling was that this movie, the only value that it brought me as a goer, as a film goer is that I got to know Bob Marley's legacy a little bit more. Okay. But like it wasn't in any way that was like like the only the the feeling I felt was that I would love to see a documentary about this guy. I, that's how I feel about like a lot of biopics cuz I felt the same way about Nyad when I watched <laughs> Nyad, which is kind of a biopic. I mean, yeah. it's it's not about her entire life, it's just about her. What if it was a musical? Damn. What? Nyad the musical. Nyad the musical. Put that on she swims on stage. Yeah. That would be <laughs> I'm swimming. <laughs> um, but like, the, I feel that way where it's like, I just, I feel like I'd rather just watch a documentary, right? Like actual interviews with the people that were like involved. That's how that I felt with Blonde. Yeah. Oh my god! Don't even get me started. I thought it was okay. I thought Blonde. I didn't was, like. Yeah. I, I didn't like hate the movie, but yeah. like, I, I was like, uh, I, I hated with a capital H that movie. I felt was so just. In, in poor taste, I would argue. Exploitative. Well, that's well, too bad. That's too bad? That's too bad. I don't feel too bad about hating okay. that movie. Um, but let's talk about, like, what our favorite musical biopics. Like, what what are the ones Not that work? Not Walk Hard. Yeah, no besides Walk Hard. Because we all love Walk Hard. That's too meta. Um, but, like, the actual, like, 
movies that are actually like about musicians that are like taken seriously that work for you straight out of compton straight out of compton good call that is a good good movie that is i mean it somewhat follows the formula to a t but uh like i feel okay bob marley tries to do this with its political storytelling about like jamaican and british politics and it's like a commentary on imperialism but they don't delve into it enough and any subject who's really not really well informed about the history might be a little lost like yeah, myself it really glazed over it. yeah it's like oh, really yeah i'm like why is it supposed to be his like why is he important no, like yeah. why is he the voice for jamaica yeah other than the fact that he's their most famous cultural output yeah. whereas straight out of compton does like a really great job that's right into it right with the racial politics in la at the time but with like rodney king and stuff like that but also with police brutality and their message and through their music and you get a feel for each one of the the members of the that group, that band, I guess. You do, and you, you see do. their yeah. dynamic very well. Right. Yeah. Oh movie. my god. It, it's it's a really great depiction of L.A., which yeah. is important to the. You need to know that to know that story. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it does a really good job of showing, like you said, yeah. what the what the culture was like at the time. Yeah. Ice Cube's son is a, is so perfect. Yes. It's insane how like not just because of how he looks, because he looks just like but he Ice Cube. Acts just like it. Like that's exactly what I imagine yeah. Ice Cube to have been like. And and it's cool to see like when a family member is, you know, almost like carrying the torch of their legacy a little bit. And mm-hmm. we're actually going to be seeing that soon because they're filming the Michael Jackson biopic right now. <sighs> and what yeah. it's his nephew. It's his care. nephew playing him. I just I I have very very complicated feelings about Michael Jackson and I just I worry that oh, yeah. because like we we're saying with a brand that big I think it's just going to end up being really stale. And I'm, I'm, I have a feeling it's going to be a very generic movie. It is. And yeah. like like yeah, kind of like you, Joey. Like I have a complicated relationship with Michael Jackson as well because I grew up with that music. I loved the music. Um, I have not seen uh, Leaving Neverland. It's yeah, it's, though, it's, just, it's just such a heavy undertaking. But I just I know loose details. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't know. I try and I try and do the thing where I separate art from artist, but I also know that can be tricky, um, especially for Michael Jackson. But yeah, I don't know. I'm, I mean, hopefully it's a good movie. I, I like the music. I don't really care about Michael Jackson. No. Were you ever a fan at all? Girl? I mean, like... A um, passive fan? I know, like, certain songs I, like, like. I mean, yeah. it's impossible for, like, I think a pop person, like a pop artist, to have, like, songs that you don't like because they just release so many. Yeah. yeah like, there's, it, there's so... Everybody has their Beatles song or everybody yeah. has their their michael jackson song right and the, for me that's how i feel about him like oh i like man in the mirror i like the uh there's a song it's like i forget what it is oh, sing, it. Sing, it, sing it sing it no i was gonna that's to the beat of queen <laughs> killer queen <laughs> but that's not queen um yeah but i don't know everybody has their song with and Michael Jackson, I just, I don't care for him. And what's his story even like? What's that like? Well, I think they're going to talk about his upbringing because they're having Coleman Domingo play his father. Yeah, but that's um, like. And he had a very abusive childhood. The, the whole Jackson 5 clan, like their childhood was. But I, I don't want him to to make him like a sympathizable figure, especially with his no, controversy. I think that's what's going to end up happening. They're going to very, very much view him as like a victim of a lot of stuff, which he was, but also he hurt a lot of people in his life. Regardless of, like, what is true and what's not, it's still, like, known fact that this guy, like, 
hurt people. I think we should just avoid doing biopics about predators in Hollywood. Unless it's meant to, like, I don't know, dissect. Like lean into something. Yeah, yeah like, like, to, yeah. like a bombshell type thing where it's investigating their stuff. Like, they can be in it. You know, but when, like, when are we getting a Weinstein yeah. movie? Who wants? Well, a... they did. She said. Yeah, but Remember like she he's said? he's not in it. He, no, you know, and that's like kind of like the power is taken away. I mean, that would. I don't be, want to. Kevin do you think Spacey a movie like, that's like about? <laughs> but like, do you think it, like they they could ever make a movie about like a bad person? Well, but they, like actually try to dive into like the psyche of this character. Well, like, do you think that could ever get greenlit? We've talked about not how, famous like, people. Yeah. Like serial killers get that shelf. Like Dahmer. Remember they made a oh, whole yeah. fucking show yeah. about yeah. it. Oh, and they just like, keep coming too. Yeah. I mean, and that shit, like it sells people love that shit. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like that's different because they're not really, they were never really adored. Like it's that's not true. like celebrities. Whereas like you can create that and everybody's going to think of them as the evil person. And that's just a way of like viewing them versus a celebrity you might have somebody who doesn't believe the allegations or sure. who supports the movie. And I, I don't really think there's a place in Hollywood for that. No offense um, to the people who would try to make that movie. It's just, it doesn't seem that interesting to me. Yeah. Granted I'm one voice. So what is, does that matter? One love, one, love. one voice, one brain. <laughs> um, one love. I guess like a biopic, <laughs> I kind of want to shout out that I'm a big fan of is is Rocket Man. Rock, I knew you'd say which is about Rocket I Man. think the reason it okay. works for me is because it's actually a musical, and I'm surprised more musical biopics about musicians and whatnot don't go that route. Like I'm very surprised because I think in Rocket Man it kind of made the tropes feel like they fit in more because it was such a theatrical and expressive movie because of the format. Yeah. Um, and I think, and also like, True. I think one of my favorite things about these biopics is how they do kind of take these artist songs and they usually update them to cert to some degree. <laughs> and I think in rocket man, like Taron Edgerton does like a great job. He like, does. He, he does a fantastic job. Where's he been? I haven't seen him in a while. He's been doing a lot of Broadway. Oh, he's been, him. well, I don't know about a lot of Broadway, but he's been on Broadway. Um, but yeah, I, I really like Rocket Man. I'm I, I think as making the format a musical helps like the tropes feel a little bit less clunky to me. I guess so. I mean, there's something to be said about the magical realism that a musical affords you, and a lot of biopics are grounded in this like we have to tell the true story and reality of it all. And that's not to say that Rocky Man's not about that. They just use like fantasy elements, like about the music and how the music makes people feel. Which I like. I like how expressive it is. You know, I actually think, and I, I like the movie. I just, I personally feels like it le feels like it leans too much into like the the formula to to really connect. Even though it like stylistically is more interesting than the rest. But I think the Beatles. Oh yeah, the the four parter in one year. So it's gonna be a one hour per piece, or is it gonna be like no, no. like a feature length movie per Beatle? Which is why I think they released re releasing it in twenty twenty seven, because I think they're gonna do them like over the next three or four years. Yeah, like it's gonna be like the Avatar <laughs> sort of production cycle, which is insane. That's interesting. I don't know who's, who's like who's Sam, Sam Mendes. Mendes. All of four. Yeah. yeah. Good lord. <laughs> it's just if to me. No, I don't think so. Be, no well, he if he did, I don't know. He don't might. Know. He's booked. He loves, he loves Sam. Yeah, he's booked. I but. just, I think that, because the, the Beatles' visual style for, like, their bands, for, for their periods of, like, 
being a band, I guess. It changes. It so changes. So like you could totally play into <laughs> can, each bander's band member's aesthetic. Yeah, and you can you can tell like was it like what in the, like the late seventies is when they started doing psychedelics. Yeah, and you can tell like oh, Yellow Submarine. Because I'm assuming it's not about the rise. No, and and I think to make these movies interesting, you would get like, yeah, sure, you get a little bit of their dynamic as Beatles, but I would hope the movies also explore like their post-Beatles career because every single one of them had a very interesting solo career. So like George Harrison's... Like kind of his spiritual journey. George Harrison would die and John Lennon would die in the end of their movies, but then what would you do for an ending for like Paul and Ringo? You uh, you would see how they well Paul has a really tragic story with the loss of his wife Linda McCarthy who he ran uh, mm-hmm. ran wings with okay um and that's like an interesting Ringo Ringo I don't know I don't know anything <laughs> about Ringo Ringo's <laughs> always been like the this guy yeah he is peace. he's peace and love he's peace, peace and love and we love him for it we love him for it I'm curious to see like where the story is with Ringo I don't know what they're gonna do with him but. I'm I'm interested. I'm a Beatles fan. Do you so. guys have a favorite Beatle? George. Paul. George. I like Paul too. I saw Paul live actually. That's cool. Yeah. He, I've always liked his incredible. music most. I think his ego is probably the most problematic, which presents its I don't know. John was pretty bad. Well, John I think was we like just, an abusive father. Well, yeah, but we don't I don't think we know the extent because we didn't live when yeah. he lived, you yeah. know. He but died in the eighties. I mean, right? like if you're a Beatle, if you're like in that position, your ego's gonna get a bit inflated. Yeah. Like, it's just gonna happen. I mean, watch them in, like, years do a One Direction biopic with all five. Oh, my God. Could you imagine? It'll happen. I I can see that happen. It'll happen. And Sam Mendes will direct. What do you think of, like, (laughs) (laughs) Sam Mendes? He just does all the British pop stars. I love Zane. (laughs) Um, Harry. uh, But that's an interesting question. Of, like, the current pop stars out there, like, 30 years from now, who's, who's gonna get the biopic? Weekend. I think but weekend, weekend, I think really? one day, way down. Do you think he's that big? Yes. Like, I know you're a big fan of his, I think but like, I do. Th- I gen- if someone asked, like, as really asked me, like, who is the biggest like uh, musical artist right now? I'd say Taylor Swift and Weekend. Oh, what? Taylor yeah. Swift definitely. I think Taylor Swift will get one. I think yeah. Taylor Swift. I could totally see a biopic about her. Weekend, like, he's. I I just don't view him as like a culture shifter. I, I think that's the that. thing. These no, musicians yeah. that they make these movies about like need to have like done something I to, like four. completely ch- like rattle the, I, the landscape i think the only reason i would say that is just because his music is so pro like especially nowadays like everywhere no. it is like you hear yeah. him everywhere and his like like he sells out almost nowadays he sells out every show he, oh, sure. he does yeah no he's That's a big star i'm not denying no, that yeah. um uh, brandon who are your four i have five actually five adele adele i can see I taylor can see swift it. taylor swift harry styles harry styles yep. uh Wow, why did I? Why did I? You blanked. Blank? I you blanked. blanked. There are two more. I swear. Who else is that? Gaga. I could see no, Gaga. Not get, Gaga. I could see Gaga getting a biopic. She already got hers. It's called a Star is Born. Yeah, Star. basically. <laughs> um, Beyonce. Yeah, yeah, Beyonce will get one. I could always also see Beyonce. And I forgot the fifth one. Kanye. <laughs> Do you think Kanye would ever get Dude, one? Dude, that especially now. Oh that would be insane. Like. I could see it happening. Oh, Britney. Britney Spears. Oh, yeah. Oh, I could see yeah, a Britney. Yeah. Britney Sorry. Yeah. Those five. Because Britney has more like kind of like lifetime TV movies. See, vibes, but though. the thing is, is if I see like drama and I see the the notoriety, like anybody would go see those movies. I don't know because there's tragedy in their stories and there's like a, an immense period of like drama or joy or something like that. Can You can like tie the movie around that. The only one I kind of have a hard time with that with is Taylor Swift right now, but I think 
her story is like not like done. No, no. Still, as much as I don't care, shocks me. I don't care. Wow. Docks not me. a Swifty over here. No. Are any of us Swifties? Like big time Swifties? No, but I'm also not like anti. No, I'm not like at, against her. Like it, it, she's like, fine. She's, she's okay. She's yeah, nice. she, she, yeah. Some she of her music's songs. all right. Yeah. I like Love Story. It's her best song. It's a love Story. Yeah, it's a good one. Yes. Um, but cool. <laughs> so usually on the show we kind of do a what we've been watching segment, but like I just I very much know what we've what we've watched. Yeah. What so have I watched, uh, let's Joe? let's dive into this movie, <laughs> Madam Web. Fuck you. The. <laughs> I wanted to talk about something good. This <laughs> is the. Yeah, well, I don't know. Good. I don't think I, I I think there is some merit here. No, there is not. I Joe. I would say so. You're a goofster. Um. So this is the latest of the Sony Marvel movies, like within like. What is what is this? It's like Spider Man, but the like spum. they can't directly reference Tom Holland. Well, they they can't say Spider Man. They can't unless yeah. it's like the Miles Morales movie. Yeah. Is that because it's, like they like they're lending the rights to, to Marvel to, Mar- to yeah Marvel? They can't which is mess Disney. with their product because if they say Spider Man, yeah, then everyone's gonna freak out. Yeah, they're, they're gonna be like, oh, Tom Highland's gonna be in the next one. Yeah, and but, he's not obviously. No, right. no. But there's Venom, the two Venom movies. Then we had the infamous Morbius, and then now we have Madam. And I've seen all of them. So this <laughs> it's is like, it's it's been a rocky oh road for this little subsection of the franchise. Yeah. Um. But Madam Web came out. It got terrible reviews. Uh, did not do very well at the box office. It got loads of negative press from the lead Dakota Johnson, just kind of slamming the movie in interviews. Which is great. Um, I love that, by the way. No, she's that's my favorite part of. She's the movie. a queen, honestly. <laughs> I love that Dakota's she speaks. Awesome that. She seems like the type that would just like say she, what's on her. Well, mind. I think no, she's straight. She she's doesn't straight bullshit. She's a nepo baby, but she's like honest yeah she yeah. doesn't pretend she, she doesn't be. care yeah mm-hmm. she's like she does what she's gotta do she does good work yeah she does well, mostly movies yeah. and then she does madam web and she does 50 shades yeah but i think i think i think eventually she's gonna find herself a role that like, i think so propels her to like elite elite status I think not so, that too. she's not already there but like as as a i think she still needs that movie that like gets her to that like respect like, like oh yeah i don't think she's ever gonna win an oscar I don't know. I think she can because I actually no. really like her. I no. like her a lot. I, I've never seen her in something where I'm like, I think she's doing a bad job for the movie she's in. I've never thought that she's a good actress. What's her best movie? Bigger Splash, maybe. Or how about Cha Cha Real Smooth? She's really good in that. She's good in it, but I wouldn't say like, oh my gosh, like give her all the awards. I don't know. She's the best performance of the well, year. Well, let's let's talk about Madam Web. So yeah, it, it's gotten a lot of negative attention, and yeah, it seems like you guys are not fans. Like, Wow, yeah, just look at this. Hand, face is in hand, hand is in face. Just yeah. becoming one. No, yeah, it was, I mean, it was exactly what I thought it would be. I, I, it I didn't met ha- your expectations. I didn't have any, I, yeah, I had very low expectations. I just wanted to go in and have a fun time, which I did. Even though this, I was not the biggest fan of the movie itself, I did enjoy myself. And I, I can't say I was bored. No. Even though, like, as insane of a movie as it was. Um, yeah, it's a... I don't know what to say. What else can I say? It's, it's horribly repetitive. Yeah. Uh, none of it makes any sense. <laughs> Who the hell are all these people? Why are there? Why? Why are there like? What? Yeah, I don't know. Um, it's all very contrived. Everyone's generic. I want to hear what Joey has it's to say. Um, Speak for yourself. There's there's a term called camp. It's and there's also a term called so bad it's good. No. 
And I think we just found a new cult no. hit here. Watch I think the beekeeper. We do. That's so bad. It's good. No. Don't watch this. No, no, no. no, 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 no. <laughs> this, this reminded me of, like, really cheesy early 2000s, like, thrillers and, and like, action flicks. Like, I, I got, like, a little bit of Scooby-Doo how vibes. Could you, how could you hate Joe's Final the Destination uh, and like this? Because uh, they're so similar. I they I don't know. Are. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. They no, they are. They are. And there's a lot of stylistic choices that are the same. And I'm watching this movie and there's like so many batshit creative decisions and like I don't know if necessarily the filmmaking team like didn't know what they were doing. No, I I, I would like to, at least I, I like to tell myself that they were they were going for a look, you know, and a fake movie. You know, and like <laughs> I, I mean, bro, uh Whoever I forget I forget the exact name of this piece of gear. They they use this like tripod head or whatever called uh, I think it's called a Russian head. It allows you to do this with your camera. Yeah, they camera. use it like five times. They use it so many times. <laughs> oh my god! And Brendan, I know you're not. I know you're not. You don't care too much for the 180 degree rule. No. But as a DP, that shit hurt me so much. Watching how many times they break it for no reason, like killed me. It's like the entire time. Taken three. But the thing is, is like That's you don't true. have like. You don't have like incompetent people behind, except for the writer. Like <laughs> there, there is nobody incompetent behind and the director. What was the budget of this movie? Of this movie? It, it, I think it had a, eighty between eighty and a hundred. So it's like a smaller scale comic book movie, which I like. I don't know. I I'm not saying it's like a good movie. It's a bad movie, but that's like why I like it. No, I don't. Because I don't blame you for like having a good time. Like with it. like you said, I was never bored. I was always thoroughly entertained with what the movie was doing. I was bored. I was not. I was having a blast. I wasn't bored, lie. but I have a feeling if I ever saw that movie again, I would just leave. You would leave? Well, let me not leave, but like I wouldn't be like, ooh, Madam Webb, I got to sit down. We and talked this. about camp last week on the show with Lisa Frankenstein. And like that camp, I can understand like reaching a wider audience. With this, I was like, there are moments, sure. Yeah, like when they show the spider people r running on fake trees Which like Tarzan. Which is just ridiculous. <laughs> and then like when you see like the Pepsi S on and like why oh, yeah. why are there Pepsi explosives or explosives in a Pepsi warehouse? Like why is that a thing? Product placement. Well, no, but why are there explosives in there? Because because why? Because Movie. it makes no. It makes fireworks go boom. It and, makes fireworks because we won't cool. have a grand finale. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. But there there's stupid stuff in there that I enjoy. But like I was like, I did not care or find myself invested in the story at all. And like that's the thing. You might be like, oh well, you don't have to be if the movie's so shitty. But I'm like, sometimes even in like a bad movie like The Room, like I get I care about the dynamic. Between the characters, you care about the dynamics in the room. Yeah, I do. You're, act, you're genuinely telling me. Yeah, this. I, I genuinely care about Johnny's relationship. Oh, with get out of here! Get out of here! I do. I really do. No, I'm, I'm invested. I'm invested. <laughs> I don't know. There's like kind of a, 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 I could see where they were going with this movie, where, where they're kind of creating this like older sister dynamic between Dakota Johnson. She didn't even want to be with them. And what are you fucking talking well, about? Well, no, she's teaching them how to do CPR. Oh wow! And then they call it oh. back to save her at the end. And these teenagers that are played by like what's seeming Sydney Sweeney's like seems like she's pushing twenty eight at this point. Like she seems <laughs> like and she's playing like a fifteen year old. And it was just ridiculous every time she said, Yeah, my parents like talking about it's like, yo, you're like 
you're off your parents' health insurance. Like, this, this is ridiculous. <laughs> um, but, like, I don't know. Like, it, the movie felt like every single cheesy quality it had, the movie played into it, like, so hard that I just, I had so much fun just seeing what the fuck it was going to do next. I think the thing that I kept getting kicks out of was just the line delivery. It was so So many, like, one-liners that were just like, what the fuck? The mom, when she was pregnant and she was in the middle of a line ringing, goes, oh! Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) I remember that, like, flashback scene where she's, like, learning from the doctor that, like, her baby's going to have, like, a a disorder. disorder. And then um, she comes in and it's like, it, it, you just a very expository voice over like you were doing this all for me you were actually good see but like <laughs> the movie needs to trust its audience even if it's being camped and this movie didn't do that i i was <laughs> it explained everything to you you know what what's like a movie's ultimate goal at the end of the day ultimate goal uh, well, at the very the base movie. level Art. don't get into like <laughs> don't get into like super sophisticated like impact well like I'm, what is it supposed to do i don't think any movie should necessarily aim to do the same thing like i don't think every movie I agree with th- that. Th- there's a there's a simple answer it's not entertaining. Don't say entertainment. It's yes, not. it is. No, it's, no, it's not. not. Yes, it is. It's no, not. it's not. Every movie and inter- film prod. <laughs> I think you guys, and when you, I think the problem is here. You, when you hear the word entertainment, you think of like just eye candy. No. When I disagree, I think being no. entertained can also help you reflect on like your own life and like the art itself. Entertain to me means engaging story and characters. It doesn't mean like has to be like beautiful to look at or shitty like dialogue to that was funny i don't know if you feel the same or different well for me i if someone asked me like what is the point of each of a movie it it really is a case-by-case basis it's not me. to educate necessarily no not, and it doesn't or, have to or be. to inform like, well that's, that's also the... up to the viewer well, i yeah. think it's up to the audience like if they don't want to be educated they don't have to be like your level of investment in a movie is completely up to you all right. But it's a movie's job, in my opinion, to create a connection with the audience. Yeah, I, I think was, that's the point of any art. And you were connected to Madam Web? Yeah. Her, your, her web connected you. I was. <laughs> <laughs> I was thoroughly entertained. Oh, well. Thoroughly entertained. I was, and I, like, no, I was I, And then because of that, I left that movie satisfied. I enjoyed it more than Argyle. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. I, I can say that. Argyle's boring. Argyle is boring. It's, it's really boring. It's, this movie's not boring. It's boring in parts but like the ending the last five minutes i'm like oh they thought they had it they thought they were cooking but they weren't and it's like i don't know whose idea it was or if they were trying to play it because they were playing it straight it seemed like but dakota johnson seems like she was the only one that was like i think dakota johnson knew what movie she was in i think so from her performance like i think and that's why i'm thinking like i for all the batshit creative stuff creative choices that happened in this movie like i i genuinely believe a good a good majority of it was intentional i think the filmmakers knew the kind of movie they were trying to make i genuinely think that Mm-mm. you don't think that Mm-mm. i none of none of this felt accidental. i think they got tripped tricked who got tricked everyone by who? joker's tricked who tr- who's the joker the joker is the studio for so commissioning mean. that script and then they probably were like oh, we've got this amazing script. You're going to be part of the MCU. It's going to be crazy. And then they were like, oh, we're going to change the script on you and you're locked into a contract and now you can't leave. And so they were like, okay, we'll do it as best we can. And that's what they did. 
or SJ Clarkson just wanted to make a fun throwback to 2000s thrillers, and she did. What do you think? Uh, I think both can be true at the same time. Because here's the thing. No filmmaker goes out to like purposely make like something that they think an audience wouldn't enjoy. No film. I've talked. You think a filmmaker puts oh, that much time and in energy into Harmony a movie? Corinne. Yeah, I've heard of Harmony Corinne. Yeah. Uh, Agro Drift and that, like, they, like but a... genuinely, like, is intentionally trying to alienate people. Yes. Because that's, yeah. the, because idea. I, that's the idea. The point of exploitation. There's this movie. Called, I don't like... think that. I think there's specific audience members that, like, they know for a fact they're going to get engagement out of this. They're going to create a conversation. They're trying to flip a certain concept on its head and trying to create a discussion out of that. And that, in my opinion, is not alienation. Uh, I think alienation can be used in a creative way to not to almost like reverse an alienation kind of like how there's this movie I remember seeing called okay this is a very off topic movie but it's called Colossal Youth slowest movie I may have ever seen in my life it's literally like an two hours or an hour and a half of like a guy walking through a town and nothing happens and the whole thing is like meant to be like it reflects kind of like the social environment that it's immersed in and that was like a very alienating movie for like because i i remember we watched this in film studies um and yeah you know like sometimes it can be used in a creative way whether or not it resonates with you is up to you um but yeah i mean like for me like that movie i thought it was powerful but i didn't i didn't it didn't resonate with me but it created a discussion did it not Mm. Yeah, I, but it's still alienating. I don't think Madam Web creates a discussion. I think it does. We're, we're I think we're right literally now. having a discussion right now. Mm, no, it's a one-sided one. No. <laughs> He's so afraid. No, <laughs> no, no. That was like no. Whatever. Anyway, I champion this movie as a so bad it's good cult classic. I wrote this in my letterbox, but I'll I'll catch the real ones at the midnight screenings in a few years because that's that's the kind of movie this. I'll never is. watch this movie again. I don't think I would either. I would see I, it at like a screening with a bunch of people who like are there to just like have a good time. I was like, having a good time. Laugh. Make no it. mistake. I just I would never watch it again. I think it's like a waste of time. I didn't think it was, you know, everybody hyped up, um, Madam Web and. I hate to make comparisons, but like I watched Napoleon recently, hyped up the campiness of the both of those movies, mm-hmm. and neither lived up to the expectations that I had. Maybe they were too high, but I don't know. I think I expect more silliness, like Beekeeper. Check out Beekeeper. Yeah, it's you're a, a big Beekeeper fan. No, I I, I gave it a one and a half, and it's awful, but it's like hilarious. Like everything in that movie is like. What are you doing? You see, that's how I feel about Madam Web, though. Where, right. like, the whole time, like, I was just, like, having so much fun just seeing, like, what crazy thing is this movie going to do next? Like, what? It's And I find I find entertainment in that. And, like, if that's the case, if a movie's able to engage with me in that sense, like, I can't call it a, favor, uh, a failure. A favorite? A favorite. It's, it's not your top 50. No, but, like, <laughs> I can't call it a failure if it does that. Argyle, on the other hand, is an example of a movie that bored me so much that, like, I completely disengaged. I mean, does it feel like it's made by AI? What? Madam Which Web. one? Madam Web? Yeah. No. That I, I, I saw way too many, like, clearly there's some just crazy person out there like making these decisions that's understandable sometimes like a a movie reaches a point of like because it's like below mediocre 
I would say Argyle, like, its worst qualities are just, it's too mediocre in the sense that, like, it doesn't do anything. It doesn't take any swings. Not according to our friend Justin. I'd rather see a movie. <laughs> just, our friend Justin loved this movie. Um, and you know what? Teach Zero. But I think Madam Web, like, I'd rather see a movie take a swing and miss terribly than, like, just play it safe. Okay. And I think Madam Web takes swings. Okay. And misses every single one it strikes out the all, it, all it, the power to you in terms of like if it's a baseball game like the other team against madam web pitches a perfect game because they just miss it's like one two three strikes every single time but that's what's fun about it i don't know anyway i feel like I've, i think i feel like we've said our piece no no, no, you have I more have. to say. No, I've, I, 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 yeah. I've, I've done. Yeah. All right. Cool. Um, beating a dead horse. At this so point. now to go on to these kind of ancillary topics. Uh, what what is that right there? What it's is a, that on the table? Can the, you pick that? Can you grab it real quick. It's and, the Dune Two popcorn bucket. Wow. And what's your like? What's your honest opinion on it? Because you ate popcorn out of that for Madam Web. I, for Madam Web. I had this. Okay, but ignore the movie. Well, yeah. Like, how was the eating experience? So I was, like, really excited about this product because, like, weirdly enough, movie theaters, I think, are trying to court new audiences. AMC, Parkins, uh, Regal, all these, like, Alamo Drafthouse. What, what's the one you go to? Vidiots? Uh, yeah. Yeah, like, small theaters, big theaters. They're all trying to get people back to the theaters with these weird promotional products. And usually it was, like just pictures on bags and i'm like i'm not going to keep a like a popcorn bag or something like that but with these pop- popcorn buckets it's really cool and i love the first dune movie i really i really do and what's great about this is it's like it's themed perfectly to the movie it's got heft to it it's a great price and it, it, it's weird to be reviewing a popcorn bucket but really it, it it goes with the theme and it's so cool because you can put popcorn in there it's secure so, like, it's hard for popcorn to fall out of there. And then when you reach in and you pull the popcorn out, it, it encourages you not to eat as much and eat it so fast. Oh, interesting. Because there's, I, like, resistance. Because there's resistance. So you can yeah. only pull out so much at a time. That's true. And I'm like, oh, well, like, I'm not going to go through, like, my popcorn a so fast. A large so quickly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which is great. You can is this meant to be a large popcorn? Bag? Yeah, that's a large. And it fits a large. Like, we poured it in and it's, like. If perfect. you have A-list, this is. You know, you got to refill in this. Yeah, exactly. And I did. Gotcha. So you would say like that, you get a positive rating. Like you feel like you got in your money's worth. This would be a five out of five Blu-ray. Is this the, <laughs> is this the best popcorn bucket you've got? Um. Okay. I have, I have a Pixar one. Evelyn and I got a Paw Patrol one. <laughs> you got the Paw Patrol one? Yeah, we did. And then uh, I think I, I've gotten like other ones that are like similar, like, similar make to this like ethan has some ant-man ones yeah he's got one right there uh but this is probably the best themed one that i've ever gotten and this is like also like i kind of want to just show this off to people yeah and it's so unique i don't know any other but looks like like i don't know like do you have anything to speak of like with this i don't know if you buy into like movie theater promotions or anything like that i i i I, what were you well i was gonna say like for me like i would it's just this is weird about me, but I'm not a big popcorn guy when it, when I'm going to the movies. Boo. Especially when I go to AMC. I'm a... Do you want to touch it, Joe? I, I've and touched it. I, I've had my... What is my go-to snack? Experience. I don't know. But yeah, it's... And like, I think for me, I'm down for the promo stuff. It just, it needs to be geared towards certain items that I'd be down for. Like, if they had a Dune shirt, oh man, I, I'd take that shit. Well, I know they're doing... They do that at like certain places. And it's hard for like companies to really get ahead of 
the game when it comes to like promotional items and like buying that because you're you're not guaranteed because it's a new market. Mm-hmm. I hate to like sound like I'm like promoting because that's what it is, you know, but I think it's great. I think movie theaters should do this more as a means of pulling people through the door and being like, not only can you see this movie, but you can get this theme merchandise. Can you imagine if like at Endgame, like when Endgame oh. came out, if there was like a themed popcorn bucket like this? And I know they did stuff. But it's it was like the bags you got like a metal well, like tin the, that with like the a, characters. Yeah, on it. there's like an Iron Man like hand or some. Shit. Yeah, they did like that with the, at Disneyland with like yeah. drinks and stuff. But I would have loved to have seen that more in theaters. You mm-hmm. know, so I don't know. I think my draw away from this stuff is that it ends up just kind of being clutter that comes to your house. Like it, it it's useful the one time you use it, but then it just it takes up shelf room and I like as fun as it is as like maybe a mantelpiece if if you're if you're like that. Um, I'm going to use this at home, Joe. Like, I, uh, not okay. for what you think, but I will be yeah, using you, it for popcorn. And stuff. You will use that yeah. to some degree. That's the thing. <laughs> I just don't know when I would use. Uh, I would just use a bowl. Whenever I watch popcorn when, at home, I just use a bowl. Whenever I watch, whenever I watch Dune now, I'm going to be watching it with this popcorn bucket. Do you watch Dune, Dune like too? a lot? Like frequently? Like how many times Maybe. a year do you watch Dune? Once. Once, <laughs> Once a year you're using. I pull it. I, it's, that's value. <laughs> it's value. You'd and, be losing money. If yeah, <laughs> if you don't do it. I don't know. But that's – and also like theme parks. Like that's the reason I don't get like food-specific things from theme parks, like the big – Or like the, or the refillable. Do you like, think it's like, tacky? Um, unless – it's a little tacky. I, I find it a little tacky personally. I could get it from a collector standpoint, but like I don't know. For me, it just I think it would just create clutter. For me, I would I would get like like let's say like one of those like cups if it was like a theme park like I really frequented. You know, and I can be like, Oh, I want to go get a soda. Bring my cup. Well, that's the thing. If there's a deal where it's like you buy the cup but then you get like a free refill every time you visit or something like that, then I could see the value of it if you plan on going to said theme park multiple Enough, times yeah, like six it. flags is a promotion thing like that but i went twice and that's like the only time i, I would ever want to go to six flags if i'm being honest oh well um so i i can't imagine justifying that purchase but i don't know it, it to me it just it, it doesn't feel like it's worth its value i think there's other movie memorabilia that's like like what like what would you like to see stocked at a movie theater do you like, think like blu-rays or something like that no not I, of movies that came out but would it be not like, like a physical theater? media but if they had like a limited edition like I, I like like cool figurines. Like we have this Mickey right here on display. Something like that. <laughs> like I, I could see that like limited edition like figurines yeah. Yeah. or something like that. Like that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know the. I don't know what it is about like the concession items themselves that are meant to carry food, but like I feel like they get dirty too over time. Not and, if you like, clean them. Well, you can clean them, but like I don't know, they're not meant to like be decor in your house. I'm not saying it's decor. But like, but then if it is, then what is it for? Eating. Eating, but like, I, I, I would just use a bowl. Like, I don't, I, I don't feel the need Ooh, to have a new that's so bucket. boring. What do you mean that's so boring? Maybe it's we just practical. need to find the right popcorn bucket for Joey. Like, yeah. what if they had a flux capacitor? Ooh, uh, yeah. Thing? Or DeLorean know, like, that opens they up. They always make it like it's like out of plastic, you know? It's not like fine ceramic. Oh. oh. <laughs> Maybe oh. I'm a little bougie Ceramic's when it comes right. to this stuff. Like, I don't He's know. like, oh, I got my white ceramic bowl. But you're paying $25 for that. That's worth it. I'd If that was like $10, I'd consider it. Really? I think 25 is like overkill. That's because you only use it once, Joe. Yeah, exactly. It's use like a it, one-time thing. Use it multiple times. If it's like 10 times and you can Can you get a this... refill just from that? Yeah. Literally, you can go out to the and be like, hey, I have a Dune bucket. Can I get a... Really? So you can get 
large popcorn forever. No, I don't know about that. <laughs> but they would probably to question that. They'd be like, where's your receipt? And you'd be like, I don't know. I just have this dude in popcorn bucket. Oh, my gosh. It's <laughs> it's worth it. I don't know. If I'm being honest, I, I, well, I, well, I disagree with that. But oh, I, okay. I, I just don't have any – I've never seen a popcorn bucket that, like, was like, I need that or I need to get that. Zero. Even if it's as a novelty as, like, this one. This was the first one where I was like, you know what? This is, this is unique. I respect what they're doing. I'm going to support that. It's freaky. You're going to support that? It's freaky. <laughs> You gotta reach your hand in there, grab yeah, the popcorn. It really is. All right. Well, enough about popcorn buckets. Uh, one thing that Brandon, you brought up that you kind of wanted to touch on was yeah. there's this new AI technology. Is it new? It's called Sora. Well, right. That's what it, the software is called. I would assume that this AI software is like building off other AI software because it's like you ever like follow those like accounts or like YouTubers who would like have conversations with like AI online when you were a kid. Ever, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, I've seen people do that. And it's like, oh, it's like, it's not, it doesn't make sense. It feels random and stuff like that. Yeah. We've been training AI since we were kids. And it's just now getting to this state where they're making photorealistic videos and such. Okay, yeah. So so explain, like, give, like, a lowdown of, like, what Sora is. What does it do? And what are people using it for? So essentially... I don't know if they're Twitter users or if like they're they're people who are promoting this product as a thing, but it's a program where you can input a phrase, like a very ultra specific phrase, and it will make a photorealistic video, either animated or like actual like live action, to match uh, what your description is, and it's pretty close from what I've seen. Wow. The issue with it being is that people are like this is going to revolutionize filmmaking. No. And you're like, and as somebody in the film sphere, as we are all people in the film sphere, I thought it was such an interesting topic because we pretty much shun it and create a lot of creative capacities. You know, I think people think of it as a tool. Yeah. But I think it's a tool that goes too far. I mean, like look Mm -hmm. at the way movies see it, like the creator views it in a positive way, but I, I hazard to guess that it's like one of the only positive sort of things about ai you can point to yeah yeah it that this whole thing with ai being like used in the film industry is like it's such a contentious topic because there are use cases where it can be really powerful and can be really meaningful when used appropriately but there are also times where it can just come off so lifeless and so like inhuman Mm -hmm. um so like for example i know like there's a lot of uh, folks out there who use AI to like conceptualize a visual st- style mm-hmm. or like, oh, it's like I have an idea for this shot or this kind of whatever. And then they can just feed it to an AI and they can spit something back out. And at least it's like you can almost use it as like a storyboard it's a yeah. kind, of, kind of type thing. Reference. Yeah. yeah. Um, in terms of like actually using it to create the art itself, uh, I can see in some places where it can be used. Um and especially when used creatively in a certain way. But if the whole movie is just made by an AI and you just fed it some crap. What's the point of the artistic I process? I don't really know if there's much artist artistic process of in of merit in the way that I value artistry. Is there concern, though, that people are just going to use the software to take out, like, 
just make up whatever the fuck. Yeah, exactly. Because from my point of view, I think AI can be a really helpful tool. Like, for Absolutely. example, I'm an independent filmmaker. I suck at drawing. I often can't afford a storyboard artist. Mm. But it would be helpful to have an AI software that, like you were saying, I can use as a reference point. Like, Almost hey, seems I have this like idea a bridge for a shot. too far. A what? Almost seems like a bridge too far. What? Elaborate on well, what I mean by that. If you're relying so much on that process rather than talking to another human being, and I know we can't afford storyboard artists, you know, uh, you are taking a job away from somebody, potentially. Well, like, what if it's a job you can't afford to pay for in the first place? Well, because that's the tricky part about being an independent filmmaker is the aspect of, like, I don't have the money to pay for people, and I'm afraid to ask people for free labor. Used appropriately and within scope, I think it can be a helpful tool. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you think I would. studios would overuse it? Yes. yes. Are you kidding that's me? The, and I think that's where that's people are scared of. Yeah. 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 yeah if, they, if, they see, if a studio sees an opportunity to make more money for less money, yeah. they're going to go for it. It's a business. And you know what the most ironic part of all this is? Is no. like... Take the job of a studio executive. Now, you can say this about any role, but like what a studio executive's job is essentially to observe data and then make informed decisions based on that mm. with the movies they're making, creative decisions, whatnot. Technically, AI can do that job too, actually, very well. That's what AI does. A, the, what AI does is, is it observes billions of data points and then makes an informed output based on that and that's what a studio executive does i have to give credit to patrick willems if uh, he's a youtuber who does video essays yeah. um he kind of brought up that point which is very true in the fact that like it's it's ironic that these studio executives are the ones who want to utilize ai to replace a to replace jobs when like their job is probably the most replaceable by that software that's true which i find very ironic hmm but like I also agree, like, if I can hire an actual storyboard artist, like an actual human being I could communicate with, that's obviously always preferable. Can, can we agree that the people who are talking about this, like, it's like the next coming of Christ in filmmaking are, like, yes. kind of heads and, up and their And that's ass, the thing, like, all of this of. is just a tool. It's just a tool it's that you can use. another one of the many tools. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what that's what technology is. Technology is always going to evolve to become more convenient to the user. I feel like I am like an old head. Yeah. And all of you're this. just anti get this. Shit I'm like here. I'm like, like, my view of AI is like if it's not human, then I don't want it. Even if it's like gonna make my life easier. Like for like, I don't view like the internet as like AI because it's technically not like I, I have to come up with a like the search like for a synonym if i want to use it in a, in a piece or i want to uh i if i come up with an original thought i want to be able to type it in but it's it's just eliminating that human element yes it makes your life easier and it potentially could have a beneficial effect but i think it morally takes away so much well like i think you can say similar things about this tool like for example with sora let's say like you were saying i think chris was bringing this up earlier you have an idea for a shot or an image or something that like you can't conceptualize you could type it into an uh, into this ai machine and then it gives you what multiple different options or 
Yeah, images. just like just and it spits out. And that could be like a creative spark. You don't have to like, oh, that's what I'm using. Take that image or whatever. But yeah. it's like, oh, I like the direction that's going in. That's helping me visualize this so you can actually like execute on what your original vision was. I still don't like it. But why? I just I just don't like that it's I don't like the the idea of it aiding people. Like I want them to have the thoughts that they have, and if they can't come up with a better thought from another human being or themselves, then why use it? But because like I think it can help jumpstart that creativity. Maybe I I think Maybe. that's like what this like, tool. I've, I think I'm at best to, that's what this tool and can there's, do. I've seen ways that AI has been used. Like like this. Can you okay? There's um. The Academy has been putting out like these little like video vignettes of like movies that came out this year that are deserving merit. Yeah. They did one for Iron Claw, which I thought was really ironic. Oh, they really? Because they didn't give them anything. Yeah. Uh, Zone of Interest used AI. Really? In, during the infrared scenes. Oh, yeah. A I lot, can imagine. A lot of crap in there apparently is AI like inputted. Um, I think like those, if I remember correctly, those apples that she was placing, they lit those with AI. Really? They didn't like give them like heat or anything. That's okay. interesting. So, it, I'm like 90% sure this because that's why I went on my phone for a second real quick to search up. I have to pull up the video if I really want to confirm this. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I do think I do think they used AI. And I mean, and that's like an example of like, yeah, it's just using a tool to help execute a vision. Yeah. If it's because like if it was like, hey, AI, give me an amazing story about the folks you know, yeah blah, 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 if, if you're asking then, them to write a script for you because if you're in creative control then these become a tool but then i think if you give the the ai creative control and you're literally just giving it whatever yeah then that's where i'm a little like i think you, you nailed know. it on the head for i think me, it, at least, it is it's like who's 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 walking the dog here is AI walking us or are we walking AI? It's a slippery slope. A that slippery is true. Slope. It is a slippery slope. I think it it, the more we lean into it as a society or as an industry, the more likely it is to increase in its purpose. And, and it's value. only going to get stronger. And it's only going to get better. And when people see that, no, yeah. it shits over. But Terminator like, 7. Ex machina, all baby. AI. But I don't know what <laughs> attitude should we have. Should we have like, we need to limit this or... Like we're t we kind of brought up the the creator. I think the creator standpoint on AI is that it's just an inevitable next step in like the human existence. It's like this is just going to become a part of our lives. Science fiction has always been really good at playing with these concepts about like artificial intelligence. I mean, uh, with ta humanity taking a step too far. And not that I think it would ever get to the apocalyptic level of thing. I just think it's something that is inevitably going to corrupt society. So why lean into it? Why not just let things stay the same? Are we incapable? But is that what's corrupting society? Yeah. AI? Yes. Really? Is that what Partially. you actually believe? Yeah. If you, you look at how AI can create something so photoreal. And you can have a conspiracy theorist, like, make a very photoreal thing. Have you seen those edits of, like, Joe Biden saying, like, random-ass shit? Yeah. Just, like, people... And, yeah, yeah, he's not the sharpest tool in the shed. He's 81. Like, but... <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> he's yeah, crazy. No, in the but... wrong hands, you could, you could start a war. Yeah. But, like, is that AI or is that humanity's fault because they're the ones using it well for we're the ones purposes. who developed it though aren't we yeah so who's to blame here is it the ai it's the chicken or is it this, this the is the chicken. oppenheimer question baby it's it really the, is it's the chicken of the egg i think that's why you don't even deal with it you just ignore it and try to use what it, what you can creatively i think that with 
in scope and within reason, it can be a helpful tool for creatives. Just don't, like Chris said, don't let it take the lead over here. <laughs> I'm Oppenheimer. Oh no, I created AI. But you're, you're, you, you begrudgingly created AI. He's all for it. <laughs> I love science fiction, but I, I would rather it not come. And I'm not even like, yes, go AI. Like, let it take over. Like, this you're like my parents. My on. parents and my sister I just, think it's a great tool. But I think I, I I see the benefits. How about that? I don't. Oh, I see benefits. I, just I think see it's the horrendous. benefits. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Ghostbusters Afterlife use of uh, Harold Ramis. <laughs> it's benefits. Yeah. It's horrendous. <laughs> but yeah, AI and film. But uh, but yeah, I think that does it for yeah. our discussion today. It's good. This was this, this was kind of nuts. This hey, is nuts. I and I know we didn't go into what we actually watched, but it, uh, watch the Up series on YouTube for and free. go watch Safe by Todd Haynes. That's a great movie. I'm going to watch it soon. It's really good. Yeah. And watch, I don't know. I, I think Wine? The, what did you watch? What did you watch? Uh, the anyway. Academy Award winning, uh, not winning because they don't all win, but the nominated short films. Okay. Uh, highlight for me day. was Night of Fortune. So keep an eye out for that one. It's all right. Um, it's good. Brand's favorite is the ABC's I, book banning. No, it's the worst <laughs> nominee this year. Uh, but I have seen all the nominees. Yeah. Oh, and Robot Dreams. Robot, Robot Dreams. Dreams is good. Cozy so review. Good. Cozy review. Yeah. Maybe stay tuned for a cozy review of that movie. Anyway. Um. Anyway. But yeah. But that's our episode for today. Thank you everyone for watching, and uh, we'll see you all next week. Bye. Bye. Ethan will be back. <gasps>